There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Radio Anywhere. Phone in radio the way your mama used to love it. I get it. Your mama's probably dead. I'm sorry. I mean, what can I say? Oh two oh three two eight six six three seven zero is the phone number. Let's have let's have people who haven't called me for a long time in the first forty five minutes. First forty five minutes of tonight's. That's how they got the sound in uh, me and Julio down by the schoolyard. First 45 minutes, people who haven't called me for a long time or have never called me, let's do that. Regular people, put your phones down, chill out, relax, enjoy the show. Let's let's, let's, let's enjoy the show, guys, for crying out loud. What's your beef, man? 0203-286-6370 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. If you look um, at your, if you've got the app, if you look at the app, the phone number's there. Someone has genuinely hacked into, um, and this isn't even a thing now, it was a thing earlier. It's not a thing now. Someone has hacked into um, my Alexa thing. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Okay, someone has genuinely hacked into my Alexa thing. And it wasn't just me when I was just typing just then, right? That was something else. I was doing something else. Someone, I just had jacket potatoes cooked in the microwave. That is the toughest recipe of all time, right? That is a tough old recipe to um, to get, right? That's a tough old recipe. Micro Jacket potato in the microwave. I mean, back in my day, you'd have the oven on 180 and you'd cook a jacket potato for an hour and a half. That's a jacket potato. In the microwave, what is it? You do it seven minutes, then you take it out and you drop the plate because the plate is boiling. You cut them, you stab them, you realise they're still hard, you put them in for another six minutes. Really? That's how we're doing... That's how we're doing... Let me get comfortable. That's how we're doing jacket potatoes these days? Really? You And people are happy with that? People are just cool. No, no one can be cool with that recipe, can they? I don't know. That intro is a little bit longer than I was expecting. The intro to Gurney Slade, not me talking. So this is it. This is the Ian Lee Pointless Phoning Show. It's here every Monday and Tuesday at 10 o'clock on Radio Anywhere. It's a radio station I set up and it's bloody good. It's just me at the moment. Um, there will be more things... No, they won't. 
And you can listen to the show live if you're listening to it live. And if you're not listening to it live, what the f- is going on with you? You can get podcasts. Look for radio anywhere in your podcast feed. Please click like and subscribe and leave us a review. I think we are the only podcast that's not sponsored by Squarespace. I mean... After the show last night, I threw up. Not comment on the show, just a comment on my gut. Busy day today, busy day today. Um, I saw my psychiatrist, there we go. You'll be happy to hear, I'm still <laughs> nuts. I don't think we use that word anymore, Ian. But then I had uh, supervision, had an hour and a half of supervision. For those of you who are training to be counsellors, you'll know what that means. Then I had two clients on the phone, and then I had, yeah, that's right, an hour and a half of supervision. I mean, three hours of the old supervision itself. It's unusual! It's unusual! It's what we do! Do me a favour, if you're listening to this, can you go and tweet? About, can you just tweet that I'm on and the link and stuff? Let's, let's, um, I'm doing all the work here. Can you guys do some work for me? Maybe, maybe. That'd be possible. Just once, just for this once, just this once, I'm allowing the Discord to be open. I know what. Why don't I invite you guys to the Discord? If you're following on Twitter, you're about to get slapped in the face with a Discord invite. I uh, don't normally have it open during the show, but tonight I feel like having it open during the show. You got problems with that? Get stuffed. Yo, yo. Andy Kane is asking for positive vibes coming your way, brother. Right now, brother. There we go. You got him. Not one, not one blue tick has retweeted the news about me being on radio anywhere tonight. Screw you, blue ticks. Screw you, all of my famous celebrity friends. Screw all of you. So what is the Ian Lee Late Night Pointless phoning show? It's exactly what it says. It's me, Ian Lee. I stole some strawberries. You probably know that. Doing a rather pointless late night phone-in. We don't solve anything. We don't fix anything. We just kind of congregate under my stairs. And we chat about stuff. Can be silly, can be dumb, can be intelligent, can be meaningful, can be whatever. I don't really want to talk about the Russia situation because I don't really understand what's going on there and it scares me. Apart from that, anything is uh, anything is a goer. I bit something that I thought was food left on my table. I think it was grit. So I sit here and I talk to myself, and if people phone in, they do. First 45 minutes tonight, let's make it harder for myself. New callers or people who haven't called me for a while. How's about that? How's about that? Let's see where that goes. Makes it tougher for me, but I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Are we allowed to say that Prince Andrew is a, a, a non... No, we can't say that yet. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Prince Andrew is... is okay. Okay. 
I see you, Jam, tweeting. I see you, the noisy one, retweeting. Thank you. These are good people. These are good, good people. Everyone else is a piece of trash. Hmm. I bought a newspaper. I bought a newspaper and I thought maybe we could do some stories from the newspaper. Do you fancy that? <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Here's the front page of the newspaper. See if you can guess what newspaper it is. Sacked shelf stacker stands his ground. I had sex with a scotch egg. So what? A shameless shelf stacker was sacked after he was caught having sex with a scotch egg. By the way, oh, I missed a call. I'm saying you can call in any time you want, and then I just ignored a call. I'm so sorry. I will call you back. If I miss your call, I'll call you back, and um, you can come on. You do whatever you want. Tell me I'm crap. Say you love me. Whatever. I don't mind. They hung up. What? No. Were they one of those people that was just testing to see if the phone number worked? Let's, let's see. They're not going to answer, are they? They tried, they tried the phone number. They didn't think it was real. There we go. I had sex with a Scotch egg. Hello? Welcome to the EE voicemail. Coward. I'm sorry, but the coward. person you've called is a coward. Is not available. Let's Please leave your message after the tone. After you finish your message, just hang up. Or to hear more options, please press 1. Why did you not answer the phone to me? I'm now dead. Okay, let's try this one. Hello, caller. Hello, Ian. It's Simon, player uh, well-known. A Simon player well-known. How lovely, lovely to have you here. Just as my computer starts um, asking me to uninstall Adobe Flash. Go away. Hey, Simon, how can I be of assistance to you on this wonderful night where for the first 45 minutes we're taking calls from people who've never called in or who haven't called in that much? Well, I tick that box because I haven't called in for probably about three years. So Beautiful. I'd like to congregate under the stairs, if that's Come right. under the stairs with me. It's a little bit cramped, but there is room. Um, I will wear a mask if you want. I'm cool with that. What's going on? Oh, Simon, we spoke the other day, didn't we? That's why I'm thinking we this did. guy's a charlatan. Yeah. So Simon yeah, 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 was yeah. one of the wonderful people who who upgraded uh, their Patreon on a day when I said, if you upgrade your Patreon, either me or Catherine will phone you up and you were one of five people. And we had a lovely chat and I was out of breath because I'd been hoovering um, the loft room. We we did have a lovely chat and that's kind of why I was ringing up tonight. Okay. So, you used to do stage hypnotism, didn't you? I did, yeah. I used to be a stage hypnotist, yeah, yeah. So I've got a question. I've always wondered and I'm hoping um, you as a stage hypnotism extraordinaire might be able to answer for me. I, yes. So years and years and years ago, um, I just always wanted to kind of just feel what it was like to be hypnotised. Yeah. Um, and I was at a show on holiday, and I had a stage hypnotist. Yeah. Um, and so I was up on the stage, and they did this sort of trust exercise at the beginning, where you had to put your fingers out slightly, and he talked about them going closer and closer together. Yeah. I kind of knew that, and I heard that before, so I played along. Yeah. Um, and I was selected to stay up on stage, and then I was kind of, I was on stage for about three hours. I was kind of like the clown and the full guy of that sort yeah. of show that night. But all the way through, and I know hypnotism is essentially suggestion. Yeah. To this day, I don't actually know whether I was hypnotised or whether I was just playing along. 
how do I know if I was hypnotised? Well, only, well, the thing that people think about hypnotism is you get hypnotised and then you wake up two hours later and go, what, 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 what happened? It was only been five seconds. It's not true. When you are hypnotised, generally, particularly stage hypnosis, because you don't go that deep, you are aware of everything that you are doing, right? You know exactly what you're doing. However, it just makes sense to do what you're told by the hypnotist. Oh, he wants me to be, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be a chicken. That makes sense. It's like, it's like um, you can only really focus on one thing at a time. And that one thing is the suggestion. Oh, you're going to, um, when you hear the Elvis played, you're going to think you're Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you, 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 want, you can't go and murder somebody because you're, so it's your subconscious kind of comes to the fore, right? And your conscious is to the back a bit, but it just keeps swinging around every now and then to check that you're okay. So if, if you had a suggestion like you're going to go and kill someone, you wouldn't do it, right? Because your conscious would go, nah, I'm not doing that. Alarm bells, wake up. Um, yeah. Were you hypnotized? I don't know. You know, quite often people after, sometime after the show, like the next day or something, they can't explain why they did it. So they have to rationalize it. And the rational thing is, oh, yeah, I knew what I was doing. I was just going along. Now, maybe you did know what you were doing and you were just going along, or maybe you didn't, but that's the excuse your brain came up with later on. So, so essentially, I'll never know. Because the reality <laughs> is, I felt, looking back on it, I think I was just being directed on stage, but with my eyes closed. <laughs> okay. Um, did you have your eyes closed for the whole thing? No, no, no. Um, uh, yeah, you know when you sort of going go under. to sleep and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, all of it was for me was just I don't know. I, I, it wasn't what I expected it to be. I think to this day, well, yeah. to this day, I still don't know whether I was hypnotised or not. Yeah, and you won't know now. I mean, I've been hypnotised a few times. I love it. It's kind of like being a bit stoned in that it's very relaxed and chill, but you actually you have more focus than when you're stoned. Um, and, uh, you know, I, geez, I can't believe that I used to do stage hypnosis shows. You would walk into a pub and I walk into a pub, go, do you want a stage hypnotist show tonight? They go, yeah, sure. And you'd have no show. And maybe eight people would come up on stage. And out of those, I remember doing one where eight people came on stage. Only one person went under. And that's a tough hours show. Wow. You know, it's um, I couldn't I mean, I couldn't do it now. But I used to do it at college. And, it, you know, I, it was um, great for breaking the ice at parties. They'd, I'd get asked at a party to hypnotize some people. And I think it always it always seemed to work, you know. So I don't know if you were hypnotised or not. Can Can you remember how massive Paul McKenna was back in the nineties? Yeah, he used to fill the Dominion Theatre every Sunday night, and he had a, a big TV show. Uh, I mean, he's making more dollar now as the um, uh, lose weight, the, the lose weight NLP guy. And, yeah. But he was huge, and I got my first my first ever TV job was in the second year of college. No, it was in the year between the first year. No, it's the second year, second year of college. And I was writing stuff for Paul McKenna's TV show because me and my friend, Michael Armit, who now produces The One Show, um, we came up with all these ideas and we approached wow. him at one of his shows and we said, we've got loads of ideas. And we told him three. And he said, oh, can I have that book you've got? He said, no, invite us, set up a meeting. We'll come and talk about it. And we went round to his house and we went through these ideas and he said... Um, let me buy let me buy these ideas and we said no what we'd like is we would like a credit on the show we want our name on the show and we ended up we ended up writing with a load of other like really old writers like old sitcom writers 
And it was me and him, and we were young, and, and I mean, Jesus Christ knows how we had the balls. They would come up with these ideas that were shit, and we'd go, nah, that wouldn't work. Nah, that's not very good. Really terrible, you know, stuff. And we got paid £250 a show. There were three, there were six shows, and we got our name on the credit. And it was the coolest, coolest summer job ever. Well, there you go. I'm going to go back at some point and see if I can... Um, I'm sure there's probably stuff on YouTube and just see if I can see you guys' names on the credits. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, I think it's the second series of the hypnotic world of Paul McKenna. I think it's the second one. I don't think it's the first one. And, um, yeah, you know, it's there. Uh, but I'm Ian Rugby. It's Michael Armit and Ian Rugby. I, was, I wasn't Lee at that point. Do you know what, Ian? This is why I love listening to you because it doesn't matter after how many years you always come up with a new story <laughs> that's one I've never heard you say before well, I, hope, I hope so I do, I, I'm aware that I'm repeating a lot of them from talk radio on here and then from here on to late night alternative so thank you Simon I'm going to cut you off how's about thank that bye bye yeah, no worries oh. have a good evening oh that was a slow cut off right that was a slow, slow cut-off. Discord is open just this once. Won't be doing it again, but if you want to just pop into the Discord and have a chat, you're very, very welcome to. I had sex with a Scotch egg. Scotch egg. So what? 0203-286-6370. You can interrupt me any point. A shameless shelf stacker was sacked after he was caught having sex with a Scotch egg at the shop where he worked. But Bertie Wallop of Kidsgrove, Staffordshire, refused to take his dismissal lying down and took his former employers to an industrial tribunal claiming, claiming, what did he claim, guys? Sexual discrimination. <gasps> wow. Annette, Annette, imagine that. He went there and he did it. He went there and he did it. He's promised to fight for his right to have sex with Scotch eggs and has vowed to take his case all the way to the Supreme Court. More on this. Oh, no, hang on. I don't want to play that one. I want to play this one. Here we go. There we go. The shameless shelf stacker defiantly stood his ground when his boss caught him balls deep in a Scotch egg. Balls deep in a Scotch egg. Scott, this is Outlaw by Olive. Like an outlaw. Hope that helps. Bertie Wallop refused to remove his dick from the egg, meat and breadcrumbs treat and return it to its rightful place on a shop shelf. An industrial tribunal heard. As a result, the 54-year-old was sacked on the spot and frog-marched from the store in Kidsgrove, Staffordshire, which cannot be named for legal reasons. Serial litigator Wallop filed a claim for wrongful dismissal and sexual harassment. The other week, I was at an house party and... uh... So to speak, I got the horn. At a hearing in Stoke-on-Trent, Wallop claimed his employers had discriminated on grounds of his sexual orientation and had violated his privacy during his warped act of lust with the savoury. His former employers contended that they had to that they had to intervene as Wallop was bonking the Scotch egg on the shop floor. In clear view of customers. (laughs) They added managers had to stop the act. (laughs) 
Oh, they added managers had to stop the act before the vinegar stroke, as if. <laughs> As quotes, his ejaculation would render the food stuff unfit for resale. <laughs> the panel was told the Scotch egg, wa- Scotch egg wallop had defiled was not available for inspection as it had gone all manky. <laughs> Just remember, on talk radio right now, they'll be talking about Brexit. You know? You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? <laughs> and he says, having sex with, a, sex with a scotch egg, was he living in a Ginster's paradise? Well, well, well. I mean, that's where we're at. Um, rejecting Wallops claim the tribunal ruled that his employers were perfectly entitled to protect produce from sexual assault by staff. He was ordered to pay costs. 0203 286 6370. And that's why it's called the Ian Lee late night pointless phone in. Do you get it now? You un- Now you understand, right? Thank you to everyone who's listening. By the way, if you are listening, um, this show is made avail- made possible by our sponsors. We've got some great new sponsors coming, as well as, let me just say, gelaw.co.uk. Richard Gregorian. May the Lord bless you. If you're getting divorced, divorced, go and have a word with Richard Gregorian at gelaw.co.uk. I know that he goes that extra mile to try and make your divorce settlement as painless as possible. gelaw.co.uk. I also want to thank my friend Nick at Poseidon Safety. Dot co dot uk stay there stay there caller be with you in a second poseidon safety dot co dot uk they are keeping the streets of cornwall and devon safe oh yeah there's a lot of arseholes over there in devon and cornwall and these guys are doing their best to keep it safe they're also really community minded and they do a lot of great stuff so if you want to say hello to poseidon safety on twitter then please go and do it hello caller Greetings and salutations, Mr. Lee. Hello there. Hello there. I'm not going to ask how one is, because I know that's a pointless question. Um, But I wanted to call in to a couple of things first. Your good sister made a film recommendation on the TLNA uh, stream on YouTube, and it was fantastic. Have you seen Mission to Lars? What is Mission to Lars? Why do I know that name? Is it about it's Lars a, from Metallica? Yeah. Oh, no. And the... It's, it was brilliant. I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. He's, is what? it all about his, his fight with Napster? Sorry? Is it all about his fight with Napster? No. Oh. Nothing to do with that. It, I saw a docu... What it was, on the chat, I'd mentioned I'd watched that uh, Metallica documentary. Yeah. And then your sister sort of chimed in and went, John, have you seen uh, Mission to Lars? And what happened was I thought, actually, I'll give it a go. Yeah. And it's a fantastic documentary. Um, it's a journalist. Her name escapes me at the minute. But she basically has a severely autistic uh, brother 
And it sort of goes into the family thing, how she feels sort of guilty about not spending time with him. But he's obsessed with Metallica and wants to meet the drummer. So she basically goes out of her way to make it happen. But there's all these obstacles that sort of crop up. And it was just absolutely fantastic. If there's anyone out there, you know, into Metallica or just wants to see a good documentary, I'd say... You know, definitely check it out. I feel like I I've you... seen. I feel like I've seen it, but maybe it's just because the title is so damn good. Um, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps I haven't seen it. I don't know. Well, 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 he's quite a character as well. If you see Lars in the uh, Metallica documentary, I think it's called Some Kind of Monster. It literally it gets spinal tap at some point, yeah. and, but it's all like legitimately real. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, But actually, I wanted to pick your brain about something. Okay. Right. Yes. Now you know on the TLNA, right? That we were watching that Paddington Green. Yeah, and then everyone okay. everyone said, actually, we don't like Paddington Green. Can we stop watching it, please? Everyone. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> without exception, said that. Every single well, one. Well. Listen, I've been working, as I said, I was, I was facing redundancy, right? And then they basically moved me to Paddington Green on the Edgware Road. Yeah. So w- working for the posh supermarket, as people like to call it. Um, but there was something I noticed, because I work nights, we have to unload the truck on the Edgware Road, right? Yeah. At about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. And you see the kind of best and worst of humanity at that oh, time. Okay, yeah. Right. But there is something I spotted that seems to have gone under the radar. Fly posting. Right. Okay, that's still well. I guess it does still happen. Yeah. Well, because this guy just just rocks up in his van, right, and he just fly posts all the you know the closed down shops or like the the uh, phone boxes. And when I go, and he's just bold as brass, like evening lads, you're all right, and he's just doing it. And I thought this goes on for years, but this is like a bit of a legal quagmire because one, it's actually illegal to do that, yeah. but two, the companies that do it are that are being advertised are actually like record companies and, and people like that. And I was just sort of fascinated. Like I thought to myself, now that would make a good documentary. Like how these people exist. It just seems to happen. What's your thought on that? I don't have any thought on it. It happens. And I, you know, as long as they're not doing it over my windows, they can do whatever they want. I always wonder how much, does anyone, you know, has anyone ever gone to a, a, a back to 96 rave or bought some shitty single by some shitty band because they saw a poster? But, but has nobody ever, like, if that was your shop, gone, actually, I want to follow up with Mercury Records and make a complaint to the police and say, by the way, oh, but, but, why but, is your post? But, the, but Mercury Records goes, we don't, we don't know. It's nothing to do with us. And it won't be anything to do with them. It will be so far down the chain that they will not be um, able to be connected with it. But some of it is actually, like, big sort of commercial record releases. So I'm thinking somebody at these record labels has obviously sh- sanctioned it. So it's an it's an illegal act. Sure. Well, hang on. How how is obviously they've sanctioned it? Where's well, the obvious. Because because I'm looking at something right, and I think maybe copyright. Yeah. So if if I'm looking at something and it says Mercury Records, this new single, and it's up on a phone box, yeah. I'm thinking that's well. If the record company said that's not us, there's a copyright breach there. Right. Well, yeah, but no Surely. one's. No, yeah, but if there's a copyright breach and there's a copyright breach. There's 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 pirating uh, the latest Tom Cruise movie and they're sticking up a poster for some crappy little record label. Right. I'm just I'm just absolutely fascinated. But I'd I'd love to know if there's anyone to listening to, to this. Go and well, talk no, to them. I want to, but I'm thinking: is there anyone out there who's listening to this now who knows about fly posting? Okay. Who's involved in it? You know, give us a maybe, call. Maybe, 
Yeah, give call in, and uh, I'm going to do some more investigating in this, and uh, maybe I'll call back with John, my findings. What do, do you think? Please do. Go and talk to them and find out what you can. Thank you very much indeed. 0203 286 6370. For the next 15 minutes, just people who don't normally call in or who haven't called in before, if I miss your call, give you a call back, like this person. Let's see. I'm going to give this guy a call. Hello, caller. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm. Uh, what have you got for us? I nearly, I nearly um, answered it then. I nearly answered it then. Do you know what it is? I'm, I'm okay. So, Kai, Kazuyoshi Sato. Am I saying that right? I have absolutely no idea. I sent you the tweet today with the Beatles. Um, oh my God! That was you. That by was the Japanese guy. Incredible. Yeah. Let me find that and I'll, I will retweet it again. So, you, will you describe what it is while I look for it? It's a it's a shot by shot recreation of the Beatles rooftop concert by a Japanese. Well, I think he's a solo act, and he's got other people helping him. But it's done in Japan, obviously. But they've basically filmed it exactly the same as the original and Beatles. And boy, oh concert. boy, don't I can't find it. I I, I will find it. Um, and don't they all look spot on for the, the people they're trying to be? Yeah, I mean, like it's just amazing. Even like the clothes, yeah, uh, the guitars, everything. It's what? just the, even like the, the old guy that comes across and smokes a pipe. Yeah, you know they've even got a Japanese guy smoking a pipe on on the building the what? other side. I can't find it. If you would do me the, uh, uh, I'm going through my thing. Uh, let me have a little look. Let me have a little look. Stay, stay, hold the line, please, caller. Oh, maybe I've gone back too far. I've gone back there. <laughs> yeah. Um, could you could you redo it? Because I've I've lost the bloody thing. I will redo it now. Retweet now. it because it is worth, dear listener. If if you've got two three minutes, even if you've got thirty seconds, you want to glimpse it. It really really is worth it. Oh, hang on, got it. I've got it. Here we go. You got it. I'm retweeting okay. it now. Um, Stephen Page retweeted it as well. This he is did. That he did. Beatles rooftop Japanese. Copy. There we go. Um, there we go. It is. It is stunning. The attention to detail is stunning. And uh, yeah, no, thank you for bringing that to my attention. There's quite often people will tweet me stuff and it's rubbish. I'm going to be honest. Um, uh, but that one was great. That one was absolutely spot on. I, I love that. I thought that might interest you. I just found it by accident. Thank you, Wayne. Nice just, one, mate. Well, I went to um, IMAX earlier this week to watch the rooftop concert. Oh yeah. Uh, and it was phenomenal just watching it on the big screen and it's been mixed by Giles Martin for IMAX. And you know where it you know where it amazing. was mixed? Abbey Road. Twickenham Studios. Oh That's really? That's the only place in the country, uh, maybe the world actually, but the country that has um the mixing studio for IMAX. And I uh-huh. you know, Peter Jackson took great delight in telling us this when I saw it at the IMAX and he was being interviewed. And he said, This is it, it's gone full circle. You know, the, this this performance is was mixed in Twickenham Studios. Isn't that a funny old world? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you, Wayne, for sharing that. I really appreciate that, mate. No problem. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. There we go. Oh two oh three two eight six six three seven oh is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. Should we play a song? I think this is the song I want to play. If it's not, I'll stop it and play another one. But let's see. This is the song. This is it. Montrose Avenue. Oh, so good, man. Heads to Discogs to see if he can get the Montrose Avenue 
CD. What do you reckon it's going to be? I reckon £1.20 for the Montrose Avenue. Let's have a look. The Montrose Avenue. Let's have a little look. Let's have a little look. Uh, there's the album. There's the album. Let's have a little look. See how much it's going to be. Oh, oh flipping heck. 90, 90 cents. 90 cents. They got it in English money. Was it in English money? 79p. Oh, 79p. Oh, for Christ. Buy that. Buy the CD for 79... 79p. Hang on a minute. Oh, I bet, I bet it's about 20 quid postage. Um, oh, what? Get stuffed. It's a fortune in postage. Uh, it's not bother then. Uh, <laughs> it's, let's... Uh, no, let's not bother. You don't need it. You want to buy a trip to Japan. Everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. So um, who wants to hear Nicholas Witchell being a prick? All right. This is Nicholas Witchell talking about um, uh, Andrew, Andrew Windsor. And he's, Andrew Windsor has paid um, to settle his um, uh, to, to, to settle the case against him. So this is what Witchell says he could do. What of Andrew's future? Could there possibly be a route back to a public role? I have to say it's hard right now to see one. He's been shown uh, to have had such poor judgment, such poor choice of friends. And the brutal fact is, would anyone actually want him? Would any charities, any regiments and so on want to be associated with him after all of this, for all that there's no admission of liability? Perhaps the answer is, as he says at the end of this statement, for him, as he says, to pledge to support the fight against the evils of sex trafficking and by supporting its victims. Perhaps that offers the the best, what? perhaps even the only route back for him. Jesus, that's insane, man. As someone on Twitter said, that's like um, getting uh, Harold Shipman to go and work in an old people's home. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man alive. Uh, you know what? We've got four minutes until I'm accepting calls from everybody. So if you're a new caller, if you've never called in before, if you've only called in a few times... Um, do it. Well, you can do it after, you know, but do it. 0203-286-6370. You can Skype from anywhere in the world. T-L-N-A. I don't want to see your face, though, so just do it, you know. Do it. If you're enjoying the show, a couple of things, right? You can advertise on the show. Got some great new advertisers coming soon, including um, Sega Mania magazine. But don't tell them I'm mentioning them yet because they're not starting till next week. Also got some cat food. Uh, sponsors. Yeah, get some cat food sponsors. Thanks to my friend Chris, who's, who's sorting all this out for me. If you want to sponsor the show, send an email to enquiries at radioanywhere.live. 75 quid a week for that. I will make you an advert, uh, which will get played throughout the day. I will give you one live read a week, and I'll also do a tweet a week. 75 quid a week, uh, 300 quid for the month, uh, for, for four weeks. Uh, enquiries at radioanywhere.live. If you haven't got a business, and you haven't got, you're not in a position to sponsor something like that, then the, the, the best way for you as an individual to support this show and to keep this show going is to become a Patreon. <clears throat> What's Patreon? Well, it's a great way of paying the artists directly. So it's not going through an agent or anything. Um, and if you go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Ian and Catherine. 
Patreon.com slash Ian and Catherine. And the money we make from there, not only does it keep Radio Anywhere going, but also the Late Night Alternative, which is the show I do with Catherine. It's still out there. It's still happening. Most of that is behind a paywall. And that's only available to um, people who are £6.66 a month plus fat members of the Patreon. And if you join uh, at that level, you will get access to hundreds of hours of existing podcasts, hundreds of hours of video, and you will get sent each week the paywall links to the two three-hour late-night alternative shows that we do, generally on a Wednesday evening and a Friday evening. Okay, that's generally how it works. You've got to sign up for this Friday. I'm getting my vasectomy in the morning. So I'm doing a show Friday evening with sore balls. Red hot bollocks. So it's got, I I don't know how much, I'm I'm seeing a client at one o'clock as well. Um, It's on the phone. Um, I suspect I will be in just a jockstrap with a bag of frozen peas on my nuts while I'm talking to a client. Is that ethical? I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, but yeah, Friday night show, you've really got to sign up to the 666 or above because I will be doing the show with sawballs and I've got no idea how that is going to go. I just don't know. So um, we will see. And also, if you're a £20 member or you want to just go up to a £20 for, just for this month, um, I think it's this Saturday. I think, I think it's Saturday. It might be Sunday, but I'm sure it's Saturday. We're doing the £20 Zoom, um, Zoom uh, meeting, which we do. It's an hour-long meeting for... Um, 20 pounders and it's on zoom and it is uh it's great it's a lot of fun and it's not a show it's just we hang out and we chat and we answer questions and stuff like that so that's patreon.com slash ian and Catherine. there is talk of doing a 24-hour show kick-starting a 24-hour long show that will be broadcast on twitch and would also be broadcast on radio anywhere be simulcast um, and we're, we're following the example of our friends, Keith and Hemda, Keith and the girl. Um, and they do it. They raise $27,000. We don't expect to raise anywhere near $27,000. For a start, we'd like to raise it in pounds. But we think if we could raise six grand, we would do a really, we, we would we would do a 24-hour show and it'd be bloody good. We'd have celebrity guests on there. We'd have games. We'd watch, watch alongs. It'd be great. So that's, we're kind of tinkering. We're, we're building a Kickstarter. Who knows? We may raise 25 pence. And you know what? That's fine. That's fine. It's one of those things I often say, and I really mean it. I learn more from my failures than I do from my successes. You know, if, if you're constantly successful, uh, which I have not been, if you're con- con- uh, um, constantly successful, then you're kind of just puttering along and you don't learn anything. But if you if you take risks and you try new things, if they work, great. And if they don't work, well, great, you know, because you knew. You had a go, you tried something. Brené Brown talks about being in the arena. And she says, I will not accept criticism from people who aren't in the arena getting sweaty and getting dirt on their faces. And I think that's what I'm doing with this. And I think it's what Catherine and I are doing with, um, God, I've put on a lot of weight. I've eaten so many sweets and crisps recently. What Catherine and I are are doing with the late night alternative, we are in the arena. No one's getting rich. 
No one's paying all of their bills each month, but we're doing something. We're doing something new. We are. Uh, I think there is some element of trailblazing in the way that we are using Patreon, certainly trailblazing in the way that I'm using radio.co to do radio anywhere. And um, it's a pun. It's all a pun. And we're having great fun doing it and we're having a lot of stress doing it. But we do know it's bringing a lot of people, you, a lot of pleasure. And someone said, people say it to me from time to time. And most of the time I don't hear it. But sometimes I do. My friend Jimbo said it to me the other day and it really connected. He said, "You, what you're doing is not just a show. You are creating, you have built, you're not creating, you have built a community. And that's something that a lot of the other radio shows don't do. When their show finishes, boom, it's off. And, and and would it have been more financially beneficial to have done one of those shows? Oh, God, yes, man. Yes, totally. Um, is it more spiritually satisfying to have created a community with the late night alternative from radio anywhere? Yeah. Spiritual health doesn't pay the bills. But in the great scheme of things, when we're all dead and gone, that's the important stuff, man. That's the important stuff. This is the Ian Lee pointless, late night pointless phone in on Radio Anywhere. I'm here every Monday and Tuesday, 10 p.m. till around about midnight or until I've had my fill. If you've missed any of the previous shows, go to your podcast provider now and search for Radio Anywhere. Why are Orange A uh, and subscribe? And all of my Ian Lee pointless phone in shows are on uh, uh, available for podcast the music's taken out obviously but they are available as podcasts the phone lines are open now to everyone 0203 286 6370 0203 286 6370 you can skype tlna and you really can call in about anything you want to call in for a laugh. You want to call in and say that you think I'm shit. If you want to phone in and say, you know, you, you, you're having a nervous breakdown. It's all it's all up for grabs. I've got to send an email tomorrow about an idea for a podcast I've got to some, something else productions. Um, it's all up for grabs. You can call in about anything. And you can call in if, you, if you're a regular or whatever. You're all very, very welcome now. We, got, we managed the first 45 minutes doing it new and newish callers only. And um, we got there. 0203 286 6370 is the uh, telephone number. Hello, caller. Hello, Ian. Have you seen The King's Man? I have not seen The, the King's Man. That's the new. That's Is this the third one in the Lowbrow trilogy? It, it, well, this is it. It's, yeah, it's the prequel. Okay. Um, and I, I watched it tonight and I'm really just. Oh. I didn't like it. Talk to me. I think my problem, the problem was almost that it wasn't lowbrow enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> Were they trying to up the browage? Well, I feel like there were two different films going on. There was kind of a sort of yeah. fairly straight World War One spy drama. Okay. And then there were the violent action scenes. The sort of hyper-violent action yeah, scenes. Yeah, okay. And whenever they came up, they always felt like they were from sort of a different film. And a f- probably a film that I'd rather be watching. Yeah. I, Yeah, it just didn't seem to have, you know, 
say what you like about the first two Kingsmen, but they were fun. I I think I've seen the first two. All I want the one I I, I think I don't know if I've seen the first one. Which is the one where the the kid's in training and he won't kill the dog? I think that's the first. Yeah, the training uh, is the first. Okay, the second one with Elton John is the second one. Which is the one where um, the actor, the man actor from um, Bridget Jones, um, Darcy, when he gets hypnotized and he kills like a hundred people in a church. That's the first one. Oh, I've not I've not seen the second one then. Oh, that's good. Oh, okay. yeah, I'd say the second one's got Elton John in, so you'd remember it if it's... Yeah. I, I don't remember it. I've not seen the second one. Oh, that's fab news. Fantastic. I think it may also have your mate Owen Wilson in as well. Ah. Oh. Uh, um, oh, I'm so confused with my films. I can't remember if it's him or, or Woody Harrelson, which is... Why would you confuse the two? Why would you confuse those two? Know. No, but in my head I can't. I, I'm, I'm like, or is it? But anyway, yeah, those two films were fun. This one, um, this one's not so fun. I don't like World War One. I. I think World War One is so boring. It's boring in films. It's boring in computer games. I bet it was really boring to be there. It is <laughs> dull. Yeah, I, I, you've you've not really. I, I think it definitely suffered from not having that kind of technology. You know, because. It, like in in the in the other two films, they've got gadgets and things because right. it's the twenty first century. But yeah, yeah. World War One. Yeah, you don't even really have proper tanks and things. No, there's no tanks. There's no aeroplanes. The bombs are shit. The guns are shit. Um, it, the, it's all brown. It's all brown, isn't it? World War One. It's just so muddy, and, and it's quite a brown film. Uh, yeah, low brow brown film. No, I'm out. Thank you very much indeed. That's all right. There we go. That's a uh, film review. 0203-286-6370. Starma Lama kicks bum-crazed anti-vax nut to death. Never ever try to bum a llama. That nugget of common sense wisdom was missed by anti-vax extremist Watt Myers when he tried to sodomise one of the beasts in a field near Warminster, Wiltshire. Naturally enough, the South American camelid named Starma Lama due to his resemblance to the Labour leader... reacted badly to the attempted anal penetration and lashed out with his rear hooves. Um, oh, uh, hang on a second. The, the, the guy died, so let's, let's tread carefully. Hello, caller. Did, did you just say there were no planes in World War One? Yeah, I did, mate. Well, what about Biggles and the Red Baron? Um, they're not real people. Next but they were based on real people that existed yeah. and flew planes uh, in the World War One. No, they. well, first of all, they're not, because there were no planes. But listen, I could write... There, there were, please be there quiet. Were please be quiet. No. Please be quiet. I could write a book about cavemen and have uh, a yacht in it. Doesn't mean there were yachts in cavemen days. No, but the people that wrote the Beagles books based them on real people. Yeah, OK. And then they made... Then they should be quiet, please, caller. Then they put them in planes that weren't there. What about the bloke that lost two legs in World War One? Uh, he think, made up. Well, yeah, because it was Douglas Bader. He was in World War Two. Thank you very much for your call. Don't talk to me about Douglas Bader. Mm. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Boris, the voice of your Britain, the Sunday Sport voice of your Britain, Boris is not to blame for Keir Heckling. Today, Sunday Sport can finally put to rest the falsehood that Boris Johnson's unwise comments about Jimmy Savile led to Sir Keir Starmer being shouted at by hoodlums. When the leader of the opposition was booed and heckled by a mob outside Westminster, the usual anti-Boris elements rushed to blame the Prime Minister. Yes, the PM's assertion in the Commons that Sir Keir had failed to prosecute Savile was ill-judged and unseemly. He should apologise and withdraw the remarks. But Sir Keir was accosted by anti-vax extremists, not anti-nonce agitators. The cries of Jimmy Savile that went up during Sir Keir's ordeal were wholly incidental. But to listen to some left-wingers, like the rebel Scottish leader Nicola Sturgeon, Mr Johnson's words in the comments were on a par with Donald Trump encouraging his snaggletooth followers to storm the US Capitol. Stuff and nonsense, as we have come to expect from left-wingers. And today, we learned that one of Sir Keir's assailants went, to try, went on to try to molest a llama in a Wiltshire field. Wilma's Sturgeon and her fellow mudslingers laid this outrage at the door of number 10? Of course not. The fact is that there are some on both sides of the vax debate whose minds have become unhinged by the pandemic. The stresses of the last two years have made them behave like hot-headed foreigners. What? Lacking the sound judgment and reason with which the good Lord in his wisdom uniquely blessed Englishmen. Even had Boris Johnson never uttered the words Jimmy Savile, Sir Keir would have endured this unpleasant episode. There are many sticks with which to beat our shambolic Prime Minister. This is not one of them. And here's another thing. Lucky Kurt Perkins has a job as the official Winter Olympics fanny warmer. 
We'll come to that in a second. I think it's rather good that we've been interrupted by a call. Hello, caller. Hello, Ian. The, it's, uh, the, it's Alice. The two words it's, before your call were fanny warmer. So it's great to have you on board. Oh, chance to be a fine thing. No, um, uh, I've got uh, I've got a review inspired by uh, Pete's call. Oh, here we go. It's movie night. It's movie night. So this is a TV series on Netflix. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, in Spanish, but um, I've got, I put the subtitles on so I know what's going on. Okay, good for you. Uh, uh, and it's called Ferrier, F-E-R-I-A. Okay, Ferrier. The, dar- the Darkest Light. Oh, okay, um, yeah. So what it is, is basically the tagline on IMDb is this, because uh, I know you don't like spoilers. So well, of course I don't. Two- hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Don't say, I know you don't like spoilers, although that's some, like, weird fetish that I've got. No one likes spoilers. <laughs> no one likes spoilers. Well, okay. No, 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 don't say, <laughs> oh, okay, as though you think loads of people like spoilers, but you can't be bothered to argue with me. No one likes spoilers, Alistair. All right. So, um... <laughs> I still don't mind it. Go on, carry on. So basically the tagline is, two sisters their world turned upside down when they discover a horrifying and otherworldly secret involving their parents. Okay, now I'm in. Now I'm in, yes. Now, production values are brilliant. The, um, I mean, when you actually bring it on Netflix, there are some, you know, warnings. It's, there is nudity in it. Okay. And, um, uh, stuff like that and yep. violence. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, I think it's really well done. And it's, I mean, the plot is kind of, you know, way out there, freaky deaky. Yeah. And it's, it's rare. When I sort of start watching these things, uh, especially, you know, uh, especially the sort of uh, horror or sort of sci fi genre, I give them about half an hour. And if, if I'm not into it, I kind of, I think that is very, very generous of you. Yeah, I think that's very generous. I stayed stayed with this one, and uh, I'm up to episode six. Okay. So, yeah. Um, So, see, I mean, do you like that kind of... If I'm honest, honest, I wasn't actually listening. Tell me about it again. What were you doing then, please? I was typing... Have you, got, have you covered your laptop? Have you? Is your laptop working? The laptop is working. I, as, as I said, I had to unplug the internet and plug it in again. What I was doing was, um, I was looking at some boobs in the sport. Actually, if I'm completely honest, <laughs> if I was looking at some boobs, if I, I know it's not modern, I know that's you know what, what we should be aiming for. But that's what, if I'm honest, that's what I was doing. I love that story that you read before about. Um, Oh, the man with the Scotch egg. I mean, that is incredible, you know. Um, Horny, huh? Hey, Alistair, say hello to my good friend Gary. Hello. Hello, old chap. I used to fly planes in World War One, oh, and I very much like and I very much like spoilers. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, um... is, is that is that good for you, old chap? Oh, Roger, over and out. Is this Roger? 
This is Alistair. Alistair, over and out. A show name, please. Uh, uh, Captain Biggles. I flew planes in World War One, don't you know? How come you're alive, then? Time travel. Forever? No, just a oh. hundred and... Just a hundred and ten years. Okay. I was very young was when it? I flew planes in World War One. Very, very young. I bet they were difficult to fly in them days, huh? Yes, but we gave... We gave that, uh, Jerry a good pasting. In the air. Okay. Um, in my, in my sop... In my sop with camel. Do you Have you heard camel? of camels? Camels? Sop with camels? Yes, very much so. What about camels, though? Do you like camels? I, mm, I my favourite, my favourite branch of my favourite brand of cigarettes. Yes, I, I've smoked those before. Oh, yes, yes. They used to be quite um, in trend in the sort of seventies, eighties, along with yes, the. Yes, that's right. The 1890s and 70s. Mm. That's when I was born, because I flew planes in World War I. Right. Was it hard, though? Was it hard in those days? Did you, what did you get to eat? Dancing for French cameras, picking up her fat white eyes. She looks at me and suddenly there's water in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look, there's an absolute gap. Criminally, there are only two Man From Del Monte songs on Spotify. There's only two on Spotify. That is criminal. They are a great band. You know who managed them? John Ronson. You can go and ask him about it. I mean, don't, because it'll be boring. I burnt... uh, 0203-286-6370 is the telephone number. This is starting to sound like a proper phone-in show, right? This is starting to sound like... Oh, someone asked how Nigel was, and and I don't know. So should we give him a call? Um, Let's give him a call. Let's uh, let's ring and see what we got here. Then the next headline is, I burnt all of my clothes to keep warm. Now I'm fucking freezing. We'll we'll get get there. The mobile number you've called is currently unavailable. Okay, well that's um, Nigel is unavailable. It's not another number. Oh no, it's the same number. Okay, well that's how Nigel's doing. Uh, is energy saving Mike the thickest bloke in Britain? I burnt all my clothes to keep warm. Now I'm freezing. When energy regulators added a huge 54% to the gas price cap, hiking average fuel bills by £693 per household, canny Mike Langston chuckled. Because the 57-year-old from Bidolf in Staffordshire reckoned he'd found a way to fox the greedy gas suppliers. Single Mike made a pile of all his clothes and one by one burned his togs in the fireplace of his untidy terraced home. Then the the heading here is polyester. 
he told um, he told Sunday he told Sunday Sport there was quite a lot of black smoke because most of my clothes were nylon and polyester. But as they burned, my lovely house, my little house was lovely and toasty, and I thought, ha, I've got one over on the gas board and their exorbitant prices. In fact, it was so warm that I took off the clothes I was wearing and burned them too. What a result. But, um, oh, Vicky says, never heard that water in my eyes before, but I enjoyed it. Check them out. Yeah, man from Del Monte, go on YouTube. and find, Such a great band. Saw them live so many times. But as the embers of his bonfire spluttered to their end, Mike suddenly realised the major flaw in his plan. He said, it suddenly struck me. I was stark naked, my home was cooling rapidly, and there was not a stitch of clothing to be had in the house. I was well and truly buggered. Thrown into panic, Mike then decided to yell for help out of his letterbox. He revealed, that didn't go too well. I shouted, shouted, help, I'm naked, I need some pants. Unfortunately, oh fucking hell. Unfortunately, I shouted just as some schoolgirls were passing by, and within minutes I had a group of angry dads hammering on my door. It was hours before they got bored and finally went away. Calls to local clothes charities for the needy met with similar rebuffs, and then it says pervert. Mike said, they thought I was a pervert calling up and they slammed down the phone. Chilly Mike said that he has now been forced to burn his treasured collection of Razzle porn magazines, which will only last two or three days max. He added, them bastard energy firms and their giant profits. No wonder I drink. Okay, there's this thing about someone. Oh, here we go. I'm the official Olympics fanny warmer. Lucky Kurt Perkins reckons he's got the best job in the world warming up ladies who get chilly fannies while competing. That's too much. That's too much, even for radio anywhere. Um, Charles and Camilla bonk in front of sobbing orphans. Here we go. Here we go. 0203 286 6370 is the telephone number if you want. Charles and Camilla uh, bonk in front of sobbing orphans. Their young lives already blighted by losing their parents. The last thing the orphans wanted to see was Charles clamber on top of Camilla and start giving her a vigorous seeing to. But that, let me just check, are we losing listeners as I do this? Oh, no, they're going up. But that was the upsetting scene that left more than a dozen tots howling in anguish at St. Jude's Orphanage near Kettering, Northants. And it was only when a kindly nun twatted the shagging pair with a shovel that the unseemly spectacle was ended and order restored at the well-run children's home. But don't worry, the astonishing scene did not involve the Prince of Wales and his wife Camilla, much to the relief of the Queen. Instead, it was a pair of pet rabbits bought to brighten up the tragic tot's sad lives and named after the royal pair that engaged in the adult act. Sister Bernadette, who raised money to buy the bunnies by setting the orphans to work doing odd jobs for locals, said... We thought the rabbits would reveal the wonder of God's creation to these poor wee waifs. Instead, they engaged in the sin of fornication right in front of the children. Oh, God. Mother Superior saw what was happening and yelled, Oi, Sister Bernadette, 
Stop them rabbits fucking or it'll be eternal damnation for you, my girl. Obviously, timeless torment in the pit of hell holds no attraction for me, so I got a shovel and twatted them rabbits until they stopped. The children all cheered. They're vicious little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh dear. The Duchess of Cambridge was involved in a security scare with a notorious sex pervert who tried to get a whiff of her ass when she played rugby. I mean, I think we've probably we've probably got all of the stories. You know, this is this this is not ruled by Ofcom Radio anyway. This is you know this is is anything. But even I, uh, even I have um, standards which I, I will not and I cannot cross. No more of that. 0203 286 6370 is the phone number. This is the Ian Lee Pointless phone in. Thank you to everyone who's listening. Don't forget, you can download the podcast. Go to your podcast provider, look for Radio Anywhere. It's a white R and an orange A. And a big thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon, patreon.com slash Ian and Catherine. Um, it keeps Radio Anywhere going. It keeps the Late Night Alternative going. And um, we're really grateful. And we will be posting soon the details of the 24-hour stream. We're hoping to get, we're gonna get about six grand. And if we don't make the money, we don't do it. And it's so cool. You know, it isn't like we're going, this is it. We're, um, we're, we're, we're putting everything into this. It's kind of a punt to see what happens. Hello, caller. Hello, Ian. It's uh, Barry White here. The Lord of Love. Hello, Barry. Hello there. Just to give you a ring on this um, amorous and romantic of nights, uh, February the 14th, uh, the Lover's Day. Uh, the Lover's Day. On. Yeah, that was, the- that, that, was, that was yesterday. It's February the 15th now. Um, do I get every day a loving day for Barry White. Every day is a loving day. Oh yeah, no, uh, as it as it should be. Yeah, but 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 just to clarify, tonight is it, Valentine's Day was yesterday. Did you forget to get your missus some flowers from the petty station? Oh, see what, what I did to my woman is I I actually baked her a cake. Okay, was it was it a cake made with love? It was a, a lot of love. Um, oh, that's I disgusting. Baked, uh, you use butter, lemon, lemon drizzle, and. Uh, I carved it up into twelve slices, and uh, oh. but I I I had all of it to myself. I had, had the first slice, the last. I had everything. Okay, is that a reference to one of your songs, Barry? Because I don't know your songs too well. It, it was, but it doesn't matter. So I, I had the first one all to myself because I'd be glad. I like I like the cake. Yeah. Um. So okay. I had to do another. I did make another one as well. Yeah, what was the other one? Uh, for, uh, but I, I didn't run out of Irish and sugar by then, so uh, I just had to use my ejaculate. Okay, seven. thank you very much indeed, Barry White. Lovely to talk to you. Here we go. Why don't you take your love and shove it up your big back? That's Joe Pesci, right? That's your actual Joe Pesci. Uh, recorded an album that is insane, including the song Yo Cousin Vinny. That's insane, right? 0203 286 6370 is the telephone number. If you want to give me a call, you can. Um, you can Skype, TLNA. 
Don't have to turn your camera on. Um, I, you just uh, let me just give me a second. Just give me a second to have a think. That's my dishwasher. You can hear in the background. How are you doing? Here's here's the question. How how are you doing right now? Because the world is nuts, okay? And 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 oh look, Andrew dodged the bullet, and, and Boris Johnson is a prick, and um, you know, COVID is is going on. But how are you doing in yourself right now? Are you is COVID behind you? Are you thriving, um, or are you kind of like just still stuck in this thing where? How are you doing? That's the question, I guess. And it's a question that we sometimes ask our Patreons. In fact, I'll I'll send out that little Patreon message um, tomorrow because it's a nice way of just checking in and and seeing how things are. I'm retraining as a counsellor, as I'm sure you all know. And I've done today. I did 30 hours of my 100 hours. Didn't do 30 hours today. That would be insane. But I made 30 hours, nearly a third of the way to my 100 hours. I've got to get 100 hours by the end of July if I want to qualify this year. If I don't do it by then, then I qualify hopefully in February 2023. So I've done 30 hours and I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled. That's a lot, right? Um, and the thing, one thing I'm noticing without revealing or breaking anybody's confidence There are a lot of people out there who are still nervous to go out because of the COVID. And I get it. My experience of COVID was slightly different in as much as my kids don't live with me. So I was able to, you know, we were allowed to drive and and pick up the kids and stuff like that. So I was allowed to go out and I saw people. I saw their mum and I saw my boys. And sometimes I saw, well, no, I didn't actually see her parents because they were were really big in the lockdown. Um, So my experience of the COVID is different. And I'm doing stuff now. You know, I was in the barbers the other day. It's an anti-vax barbers, but my God, they do such good haircuts. I'm prepared to make that compromise. And I was the only person wearing a mask in there. That was on Saturday, Friday. That was on Friday of last week. And since then, I've been in places. I went into the petrol station yesterday. Didn't wear a mask. The church where I'm doing uh, one of my placements, I wear a mask because that's, that's what, that's the requirement of the building is to wear the mask. Um, but I'm kind of acting as though COVID is done and it's over. Went to see my mum on Sunday in the care home. And for the first time, the boys were allowed in. First time in, in um, t- over two years that they've been inside her care home to see her. And we didn't know that was going to be the case. Um, and they said, they, they said, do you want to come in and see her? I said, are, are, the, are these boys allowed? And they said, uh, no, it's boys zone. No. And they said, uh, yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, we had to wear a mask and we had to keep our distance. Mm-hmm. But for me, it feels it, I, I, I'm aware that I'm slipping dangerously into the side of people thinking this is over. Washing my hands a lot. Um, I didn't wear a, what was I didn't wear a mask in the petrol station. I got masks in the car. And actually, I do tend to. And, I, and, and, and me saying this is going to remind me to get back into the mask way of thing. But. How are you doing with it? You cool with it? You done? Is it over for you? Are we going to be the first country, like Boris Johnson says, to put COVID behind us? That doesn't sound like science talking. That sounds like a man who's desperate to cling on his job. And by the way, how the hell is he still in a job? Um, so it's interesting to note, and the, the counselling thing is, is helping me note that um, 
the, there are people that are still terrified, justifiably. You know, it's not in any way is there any judgment from me that, that this is not warranted. You know, they've been through some horrible stuff. But there are still people who still treat it as though we are living in the lockdown. And I'm going to concerts. You know, I've got Barry Manilow in August. I'm going to Sheffield uh, in July to see the computer game show guys do a live show. We're going to be playing Quasar and going into a bar to play video games. I'm going, that's what I'm doing. I've booked a hotel. I'm going to go to Liverpool, whenever that is. I can't remember. To go and see the Pete Best play in the Jacaranda, which is a tiny, tiny little club. So how are you doing with all of it? 0203 286 6370. Hello, caller. Hello. Hello. You were just saying kind of resonated with me. Go on. So I thought I'd call in. Also sort of noticed that it was a bit testosterone heavy, so thought I'd represent the... It's uh, been, there's been a lot of dicks on, <laughs> and I don't just mean penises. I mean some of the callers as well. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I'm still stressed about the whole thing. I still wear a mask as much as I can. Um, I have a dilemma as well because coming up, there's a big family party. Um, okay. My brother's coming over. Um, there's a member of family that I've... Well, I didn't fall out. <laughs> they just stopped talking to me. Oh, well, why? <laughs> um. Well, it's a kind of long story, but I've been very supportive. Um, I am very supportive of my family. Um, one particular, quite a lot. And I went through a really tough time about three years ago. I was in yeah. an abusive relationship. Right. Um, well, I wasn't really allowed to talk to people. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I I, I, um, I, I know other people who have been in relationships uh, like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was only allowed to talk to two members of my family, and it was only because he liked them. Um, so that was fine. Uh, but this particular family member didn't really understand it. She was also going through a tough time. Yeah. Um, and I felt really bad, but there was nothing that I could do literally nothing that I could do and I tried to kind of explain it and she sort of flipped it turned it around on herself and I thought I think I think I'm done right trying okay. to explain myself yeah. you know I kind of there, it started to go along the lines of victim shaming and I'm I'm not having that <laughs> and I started to set boundaries I started to sort of learn more about myself and where my boundaries lied yeah and I just thought I'm I'm not going to keep sort of flogging a dead horse you know um, so my brother's coming over from America. I'm really excited. And there's a family occasion coming up where I'm going to be literally face to face with her. I'm not worried. What I'm worried about is I'm really comfortable in an argument. What does that mean? Comf I'm really comfortable. really comfortable in an argument. What does that mean? I can have an argument and I'm comfortable arguing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will do, I'll do anything to avoid it, but yeah. if I have to... Then, then I will. And that's kind of what I'm concerned about, that a comment will be made and I'll just blow up in front of... It's going to be about 40 people. And I'm also socially anxious, so I'm going to have that as well. So yeah. it, it, 
what what could you do? What would what would <laughs> not what could you do? Let me let me let, let's play a game. What would it okay. look like? What would it look like to not have the argument? Someone says something and you don't do anything. What would that look like? I'm not telling you you should do it. Do it. I'm just wondering what it would oh, look no, no, like. No, no, it, it would be the same that I always have been. I avoid it and, you know, walk away. Right. Because I will do anything to avoid one. But I know that it won't just be... It won't just be sort of, you know, that. It, it, I know that it's going to kind of circle and continue, which is what I'm worried about. Okay. What, uh, it's, it's, okay, so it's like continually pulling your hair until you turn around and say, fuck off. Exactly. But I'm just... Why? going to be in... <laughs> we, we write our own scripts, right? That's not me. Yeah. Okay. There's a guy called Fritz Pearls who invented Gestalt, right? We write our own yes. scripts. So yeah. what would it be like? What would it look like to write a different script where... You don't have an argument. And maybe you go off into the toilet and you swear for a bit and you, you punch a wall or something. I don't know. You yeah, do, yeah. Or, or you maybe what would it look like to not get involved in that argument? Because then it's, it's them who are just getting more and more frustrated because they want you to bite back. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, but it's all their shit. It's all their shit. What would it be I like know, to not take their it, shit on board? Because well, this is the thing. It's been put on me for so long. And I've taken it. And I mentioned it to my mum and she said, well, you should be more friendly. Well, that's, that's bollocks. But I, I know. I, I sort of looked at her like, oh, what? <laughs> and it, it's, yeah, I, I, I do everything I can. I, you know, or avoid it altogether. Just not even go. Do you want to go? <laughs> Not really. Oh, well, <laughs> but, well, in that case, I mean, that's a different thing altogether if you don't want to go. I know. But I come from a large Irish family where it's expected that you, uh, you go and that's it. So, you know? So this um, is, this is or, more control. This is you doing oh, stuff 100%. for them, but not yeah. for you. What would you, a dream situation, what would happen? Oh, uh, for me to go and for them not to be there. Okay. All right. <laughs> well that's possible that's still possible i know it sounds like i, I know it sounds like i'm I, i'm laughing but i'm i'm really stressed about it really stressed yeah about oh, it. i can hear it i can hear it yeah that's that's possible that may happen that something may happen and that person won't go that's that's possible but we have no control over that no so what's the second best scenario so i go and have a really good time without them saying anything at all <laughs> Okay, you can't, maybe they won't say anything. Maybe this thing is, is bigger for you than it is for them. You know, maybe something feels, has changed yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it feels like that because I kind of know that it, it's been brewing for a while. It's been, it's been brewing for a long time. Yeah. Um, and she, she hasn't really said anything. She's just literally unfriended me on facebook which none of the other family members have and i barely speak to them so i'm making a comparison between her and my other family members who are like you know so what we haven't spoken to her for a while so what it's just i don't know <laughs> i've been i've been there for her a very long time you know and and i think the fact that i, I wasn't 
uh, they got angry about it, but it wasn't just her. It was like her immediate family as well that were just as, you know, knocked by the whole situation of me not being there. And I'm like, well, maybe they should just sort of step in and support themselves. But have you it's ex- always been left to me. Yeah. Have you explained to her why you weren't able to be there? Yeah, I did, yeah. Right. And, and she wasn't interested in that? No. Okay. Which kind of tells me everything, really. Well, what that also says is she's not there for you. No, no. So it kind of is, go, you know, is going both ways. Now, she may have her reasons. You obviously do have your reasons. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it sounds, you know, it, it, she, has not, she has not been doing the thing that she's accusing you of not doing. Exactly. You could just go in and get drunk and tell them all to fuck off. Would that? Oh, I'd love to, but I don't drink. Oh, no, of course you don't. You don't, Dee. You don't. <laughs> no, I don't drink. The power is so in your I... hands. The power is in your hands. And, there are, you know, there I are know. so many different options. Do you confront her in a calm way? Do you ignore her? Do you not go? Do you go and have the argument? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of up to what... you. Yeah, it's just mean arguments. I've got memory of an elephant. And it wouldn't just be that situation. I'd bring up everything because I've done it before. Right. Not to her, but to other people. And I've just watched them crumple and felt really bad. Yeah. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of edging towards, you know, not, not going at all. But we'll see. Keep in touch. Keep talking about it with me and keep talking about it with other people. Thank you. Well, you Very know, kind. it's well, it's not kind. It's human, because yeah. you know, I know if I have an issue around somebody generally, and I don't talk yeah. about it, it gets bigger and bigger in my head, and I write a whole fucking that, trilogy of movies yeah. about it. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> when actually, it's quite yeah. a, it's quite a, when I say small, I don't I don't mean to demean it, but it's no, it's a very simple it's a simple thing. And of course, you've, yeah. you you know you've expanded it. You're having a, a, a brawl in the street and all of this stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. So keep talking about it. Don't don't let it rest in your head. Take it outside of your head. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I'm going to cut you off now. Thank you. There we go. And I missed a call. I missed a call. This is turning into like a proper phone-in show, right? This is great. I'm having the time of my life. I'm saying that, we're coming to an end in a bit. I don't think I've ever done a full two hours of this nonsense. You do it. You do it for free. This person just called me, by the way. Hello? Hello, caller. Hi, this is Oliver. Hey, Oliver. How you doing? This is Ian. Hi, I'm, I'm doing good. Um... Yeah, no, I was just sort of listening to the uh, last caller talking about, you know, uh, I, I missed some of it. I, I'm, I'm assuming it was about family like yeah. issues and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I can sort of relate to that because uh, my my brother, uh, he's my only full brother because we all got like half siblings and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, yeah, he's four years older than me, and uh, we we don't get along. Uh, we never really have. Um, he he refuses to. This sounds really petty, but he refuses to add me on Facebook and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. whenever we're at family gatherings or stuff, he always just takes any opportunities to just pick on me. But hey ho, families. Well, um, <laughs> well, yeah, I love the dismissive hey ho, because obviously this is something that um, is painful to you how does how does how does that feel the stuff you've just told me 
how do you how do you feel telling me that stuff? Um, I mean, uh, <laughs> originally I was going to just call and talk about uh, something completely different, yeah. but I just heard that call and I was like, you know what? This is something I can relate to. Um, but yeah, no, obviously it, it is painful. And like, I opened up to my partner about it like yesterday, yeah. literally um, just saying, you know, I have, I'm trying my best to sort of grow as a person and I guess think about myself better but like my brother was obviously my main because we were close the closest in age and obviously right yeah he was like my main sort of role model growing up and so all the stuff he's he's said to me I've just sort of internalized it and believed it for oh so my whole life basically so, okay so you've you've believed it you've taken on board every criticism yeah. and every shit thing that's been said to you you've 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 you're holding on to that yeah wow that must, <laughs> that must be tough that must be tiring oh yeah oh yeah definitely definitely um over the years i've sort of tried to learn to be like more like well it was his problem not mine but i don't know it's, it's weird because like i said he was he's only four years older than me so like all the traumatizing shit he said to me when I was like, when when I was like eight, he was only twelve. So you know, it wasn't. <laughs> well, but 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 you you got to remember there is a eight and twelve. There's only four years, but when you're eight, that's like fifty years. You know, the the, the yeah, difference yeah, is exactly. the difference is phenomenal. That's that's a twelve is a grown up to an eight year old. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. it's someone that you live with and someone you feel you should trust, and you're getting this constant barrage of of put down, small ones, big ones, some as big as your head, whatever. Um, <laughs> That is really, really tough to um, to deal with and to be able to cope with. And obviously you've carried it. I mean, I don't know how old you are now. You don't need to tell me. But you've carried all of that stuff over into adulthood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've had I've had therapy and stuff for it. And, um, you know, that's helped in yeah. a way. Um yeah. But it's still, you know, you never really. Do you? Do you? I'm going to ask a direct question that I wouldn't do if this were counselling because this would be totally inappropriate. But do, <laughs> do, 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 do you think you are a person worthy of love, or do you think you are a piece of shit, or or somewhere in between? What's the deal? I think somewhere in between, right. and I think it it varies on like a day to day basis. Like, so like my my current partner, we've only been together since um, like mid January, so it's. Oh, okay. Nothing, January of this year. But... Okay. Well, don't say nothing. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you nothing. Very good? No, no. <laughs> I hope they're not listening. But, uh... <laughs> it's something. It's something. It's something. It's amazing. It's brilliant. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, um, so it's like, they're like the first person to sort of show me unconditional, you know, love and patience and, being there for me whenever I'm... Wow, the first person having... ever to show you unconditional love. Yeah, so a lot of pressure on them, uh, bless them. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like... Um, it, it's lovely, in a way, um, but, again, it's bringing up all those old feelings of, like, am I actually worth this? You, and... you feel that you don't deserve unconditional love. Yeah. 
I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry because you are. That's you, okay. That's you okay, are, man. That's you okay. are you are precious, priceless, and valuable. <laughs> you really are, and you deserve to be loved and to feel loved and to feel protected and to feel safe. And I'm sorry that that message got screwed up because of someone else's problems. You know, all that stuff you're mm-hmm. carrying, as you know, that's his problem. That's his fucked up head. That's whatever happened to him, he's given to you yeah. as a really shitty Christmas present. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, um, I hope that you learn to, to, to let some of that go and to allow mm-hmm. yourself to be open to someone yeah. loving you and not expecting yeah. anything back in return because that's what you deserve. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you think so because, you know, it, it does definitely help having that. Yeah. And I know stuff. Pill. I know shit, right? So I know what I'm talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> <laughs> so how much does this therapy, therapy session cost? You know what? You get the first one free. And then after that, it's, right. a, it's a hundred pounds a session. Um, well, I have called you before on talk radio, so I don't know. <laughs> oh God, this is the second... <laughs> Don't don't worry. You can have this one as a freebie as well. You can have this one as a freebie. Was there? Thanks, uh, you said that there was. Was there anything else you wanted to say? Because you said that wasn't why you phoned in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because oh. um, uh, you said earlier, you know, you, you wanted people to call in. I haven't called in in a while, and yeah. um, I, like I said, I talked to you on talk radio before. Uh, I don't know if you remember me. I came to see you in Brighton as well. Uh, I was a bit of a nervous wreck. <laughs> um, now, now, I, I don't remember calls, but you saying you came to see me in Brighton rings a bell. What, what did you call in about? Um, so, <laughs> the first time, I think, I... <laughs> Uh-oh. I said I like I liked you in the jungle, and then you I I you shouted at me for lying because I said I I didn't watch all of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. And then and then the second time I think I said I used to be a music snob, and then you cut me off because I said I didn't know who Gary Newman was. Jesus Christ! But I do know who he is. What, what, I do know who he is now. What a weird reason to cut someone off for not knowing. It. Was that was that the day that we? I was in the lift with Gary Newman. That's the only reason I could think I'd be talking about Gary so. Newman. I think so. I think so. Because I, I was yeah. saying about how I was like really into like eighties indie music and that sort of thing, and you were like, "Wow, oh, here's a name that will impress you, Gary Newman." And I was like, "Oh." It rings a bell. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what, an what an arsehole I was back then. That was top oh, radio. That, that, Major, turned you into an arsehole. Now I'm a lovely human being. But shall I cut you? Shall I cut you off for old time's sake? Um, yeah. Okay. Simple as that. Thank you for that. That was a great call. I really enjoyed that. Um, well, I didn't. I didn't enjoy hearing about your misery. That that sounded. Yeah, that was that was a great call. Really enjoyed hearing about your pain. Thanks for that. That's awesome. That's really awesome pain that you shared with me. Thank you so much. Um, this show is weird, right? Because we have about 0.1% of the people that, um, listen to us on talk radio. Yet we get about the same number of calls and the calls I would suggest are consistently and significantly better than a lot of the calls we got on talk radio. Some of them, some of you are the same people calling in and that's not in any way a criticism of, of, of your calls. Then everyone's up their game, but this is, you know, this is, uh, this show is fucking lovely, man. 
and I love doing it, and I hope I can carry on doing it. You know, I hope that the, the, the Patreon continues. It's not a plug for that, but um, this show is lovely, and it's a delight, and it, it happens under my stairs, and I'm so tired today because I had three hours of supervision and two hours of clients, and that's draining. That's really draining. And there's part of me that, you know, the supervision finishes at half nine, and I got a bite to eat, and I just thought, I don't want to do this show. But there's something about this that, that really is... Um, is uplifting and rejuvenating for me. It's in no, it's um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Uh, it's um, life. What's the phrase I'm looking for? It's life something. Um, what's the fra- what's the word? God, I'm tired. Uh, you, the word is not enforced anyway, it doesn't matter what the word is. Um, and I don't want to disappear too far at my own anal passage, but um, it is. This is something special, man. This is something special. And I would love it. I would love it if this um, grew. But if it doesn't grow and it stays like this, you know, that's okay. That's okay. I do still have this thing, my ego. I still have this thing where I see people doing better than me and getting, you know, I talked about Sean Keaveney the other week, getting like five times the amount of, of patrons we have and huger listeners. Life affirming. Thank you, Dave. Life affirming. Thank you, Dave. There's a real fan. Um, and I still get that, you know, seeing people like Sean, who I think are brilliant, doing really well. People who I think are not as good as me doing really, really well. And my ego and the part of me that thinks that numbers are important. You know, my whole career for the last 25 years has been based on numbers. How many people are going to come to your stand-up comedy show? How many tickets are you going to sell at Edinburgh? How many people are watching the 11 o'clock show? How many people are listening? Um, it's not enticing. How many people are going to be listening this Rage Hour thing? And, and, of course, money. You know, I used to measure my success by money. And, you know... If I were to apply those rules to the late night pointless phoning show, it was a huge, it's a huge failure. Is you know, it's a huge failure if I use those terms. But of course, there's so much more. And as I, I am fifty next year. Ah, uh, you know, my dad died when I, when he was sixty two. The, the the third act, you know. I'm entering the third act. What am I trying to say? I really like this show. I really like doing this show. And I really like the callers. And I really like the fact that you trust me with stuff. And I think this is significantly different to the late night alternative, which I do with Catherine, which again is, is uh, you know, has its own wonderful. I get to work with my best mate. What a joy. And has its own kind of merits and things. But this is unique and this is different. And, and uh, you know, doing this on my own, is uh, it's a real learning curve for me. It's a learning curve in how to do this in all terms of all the technical stuff. And it's a learning curve as to what this is and what I want this to be. And actually what I want this to be is is kind of out of my hands, baby. Hey, Denzel's listening live for the, uh, for the first time. Thank you. It's out of my hands. It's what you want it to be, really. God, look, we've nearly done two hours... I don't think there's even a song that I want to play to finish with. It, it, it seems a little bit pointless. Uh, thank you, Pete. It seems a little bit pointless to. Um, I know what I play. Let me let me play. Let me let me play. Let me play. Let me play one little song. Um, uh, let me play one little song. Hold the line, please, caller. 
just a nice little thing to kind of a palate cleanser. Oh, look, my YouTube is full of my... Oh, balls, look. Alex, is, my kid has been um, <laughs> doing doing YouTube, so it's all Roblox. It's all cross between Roblox and um, people from Coronation Street having... Um, uh, <laughs> having This Is Your Life done to them. I want to play one little song, and I will find it. I will find it. I will find it. Because um, I think this is just a really lovely little palate cleanser. Here, Hello, ugly. Here it is. Let's just get to the end of this. So this is the end of the show. Don't forget, you can download uh, the podcast. Look for Radio Anywhere in your podcast feed. If you want to keep this going, I'd love you to sign up to patreon.com slash Ian and Catherine. But if not, just stick around for one minute, 21 seconds, and let, let this be my final message to you tonight. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.